Hey, Father, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. So, what story are we getting into this week? Huh? What? I mean, yeah, 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 you're, you're a busy man, Father. Okay, yeah, it's fine. I got it under control. We'll just answer some questions this week. Okay. Call my cell phone later, okay? Yeah, I want to hear what's up with you. Yeah, bye. You guys, this week... We will not be talking about a story because we're doing another Bible Babe Q&A. Volume three. Welcome to another episode of Bible <laughs> Stories with me, Brianda. Brianda. And of course, joining me another week is my work wifey, my other half, my Spanish croquette, <laughs> La Clara NYC. <laughs> How are you, mama? Oh gosh, I'm feeling much better that the Lord said we were just doing questions today. <laughs> I'm just following instructions, guys. It's what he said. It's what he said. I had a story prepared today, but... You sure did. I did. I did. I Clara I saw it. Right she here. has it in front of us. Yeah, I have it right we here. We have the story, but um, the, the, the vibes... The Lord said no. That's what happened. Yes. The Lord said we're going to have a chill day, a chit-chit-chat. You know, I know that some of the listeners really like those episodes. They get to know a little bit more about us. Mm -hmm. And it's the closest thing to a regular podcast that we can get, mm -hmm. you know? Like, our show is not like anything else out there. Our show is like if PBS and Fashion Nova blended, had a baby. That's a perfect You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's Bible Stories with Brianda. But today we're gonna give you more mainstream. Also, what listeners don't know is before we recorded this, we recorded something else something special we recorded a secret little podcast baby mini podcast in a capsule uh for the patreon only mm -hmm. we're experimenting we're doing this thing where we want to play with more content and see what and show a different side show a different side okay. see what grows from it if you're someone who isn't too keen on Bible stories per se and just wants to know more about us and our daily lives and all that jazz, we're starting, a, we're calling it like a, a beta. beta. It's like a new, it's like a new little podcast show that's in beta in stage. Trial mode, yeah. It's in trial mode. So we're still figuring it out. Mm -hmm. uh, the podcast is called Still Figuring It Out <laughs> uh, with the Brianta and Clara. <laughs> Uh, and if you guys want to go there, check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Bible Brianda mm -hmm. for more info. Uh, we'll put what tier it is here because I'm not too sure what it is now, but you'll find it there. So far as audio, let them know. All audio only. And then if the babes really like it, then we'll do video as well. Um, and it's fun. Like we talk about so much interesting, cool stuff. Yeah, it's it's. If you're easily offended, yeah, go somewhere else, mm -hmm. please. If you don't like, you know, uh, you know, uh, spicy words. If you don't like curse words. If you don't like, it's definitely not. If you are here for the Bible, do not sign up for the Patreon only. <laughs> That's how I would say it. Yeah, no. If you want Bible stories, don't watch that show. If you want cookie cutter, you know, don't watch that show. I like, this is a promotion for you not to watch the show. Yeah. Don't watch that new show. If you're easily offended, don't. Okay. If Stick you're to these. Child, underage, none of that. If you have a child and you like listening to Bible stories out loud, don't yeah. listen to that Patreon. What a great marketing 
scheme. Like, just don't <laughs> don't join the Patreon. But if you do like that, join the Patreon. That's the show for you. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Um, anywho, Clara, today we are going to do, uh, you know. Q&A. Q&A is like normal, like before. And I asked some people for some questions. I also pulled some old questions. Um, and, oh, there's this one from our one of our listeners, one of our most loyal listeners, Dave. Of course. Woo. I feel like he deserves a woo. Dave, we love you. Hi, Dave. Uh, he is. He works at WTF Media Studios. He's a, a you know a member of the family, and he asks us: Do interreligious relationships get acceptance into heaven? Why are you laughing? <laughs> it's a good question. Do interreligious relationships of get acceptance in heaven? Um. Of course. Of course he would ask that. That's such a tough, that's such, that's a, that's a difficult one. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing. You both get accepted on your own paradise. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, what I was going to say was your relationship is something you cultivate on this earth as like a, your human body does. You're living, that's your lived experience with someone else. That's your relationship. Bada bing, bada boom. You start a family, yada, yada, yada. Throughout that time, you're still working on your own individual relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Heaven for us is nirvana, is paradise. That's for Christians. For Christians, heaven is a place where it's, 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 where we get to be with our families. It's literally the most joy and connectedness you could ever feel with God. And that's outside of body. This is mm -hmm. like a metaphysical, spiritual place that humans call heaven because we don't know how to compute this plate. We don't know how to use, there are no other words to no describe comparison it. To it yeah. Right, just like hell. Like it really isn't a location. And listen, I may not be the most orthodox Christian, but from my, that this is like, from my understanding, hell and heaven are like uh, spiritual landscapes, like sometimes even psychological, mental, mm -hmm. like, you know, there's hell on earth and no, that is like severe insecurity, pain, sorrow, depression, whatever you want to call it. Like we've seen hell before. Yeah. And even hu a human being can bring you to hell. What happens to all these poor children that are kidnapped and turned into human trafficking? Like this is hell on earth. Literally. Hell, Clara just saw a video of two oh. dogs fighting. I have a thing for dogs. It's just like, it breaks my heart. Yeah, like hell. But anywho, I do think so. But again, I'm only envisioning this from a, the place of if you are nurturing your relationship with the Lord and hopefully praying for your partner. I'm a Christian. So, of course, if my partner wasn't a Christian, I... I, I'm not, I think I would pray for them to grow to understand Jesus in the way I do. What? Also, it's just coming to my head as you're saying this. The question was, are relationships, intra... Interrelation, uh, interreligious. Interreligious relationships accepted in heaven. Isn't your relationship with God and therefore your heaven or whatever a personal thing? Like, doesn't this go with you and not with the relationship? So if anything would be, if a person is in a relationship with someone from another religion, would she be accepted in earth? And even so, as long as you're acting 
Christian, whoever you're in love, that's like you said, your human side in earth, right? Mm -hmm. So as long as you, I'm sure that if you're a perfect Christian and the one and only thing that made you non-Christian was that you were in love with no. someone that wasn't yes. Christian, it, it would still be good enough for you to go to, you know, heaven. There is, this is a perfect time to bring in some scripture into this. Okay. There is this um, scripture in, there are several Oh. But the one that I wanted to pick out was 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 14 to 16. For the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. But if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such cases, the brother or sister is not enslaved. God has called you to peace. For how do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? Hmm. So it's talking about separation here. Uh, well, I mean, it's talking about your uh, uh, holiness within a relationship. Yeah, but then it says if the partner separates, then let it be. So yep. it's talking about the possibility of marriage breaking. For sure. Well, I mean, isn't that like always up in the air with any relationship. Not that you would yeah, have Yeah, but to I thought it was against the Bible to separate or marry. Oh, mama, there are conditions where separation is... It, the, the, girl, this is scripture. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I That's surprising to me because it's new information. Heck yes. Oh, yes. And then they're like, there's this rule on adultery too where like... Uh, if your if your wife or your husband commits like adultery, there's another. There are definitely... Oh, so there are justification. Like, of course, it cannot be like, oh, I just fell out of love. But if he cheated on you or you cheated on him, it's a reason. It's a valid reason. Uh, it depends on the adultery. But okay. you're actually told to like fight for your marriage, whatever the case may be. All right. Um, but no, like it just depends. Okay. Because if you think about it, if we're in a relationship with the Lord, we've committed adultery against the Lord, and the Lord has forgiven us. And if our job on this earth is to mimic or mirror Jesus, mm -hmm. that would mean we'd have to be forgiving. So I also don't think that that, you know what I mean? Which I know, I know that sounds tough. And that may go back to what you were thinking about Christianity, where mm -hmm. divorce is like frowned upon. You're not allowed to get mm -hmm. divorced. That's not necessarily the case. Many Christians get divorced all the time, whether that be abuse. You think God wants you to be with an abuser? Absolutely not. Yeah, but, but at the same time, didn't he put you with the abuser? No, maybe maybe not. No, 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 no. I mean, no, probably not. Didn't he match you with this person, knowing that he would be an abuser? I don't know what hypothetical we're thinking of. I don't know. But if chances are, if you are with an abuser, that person is not uh, uh, cultivating a relationship with God at all. If anyone's abusing anyone, they are distant from the Lord. Yeah. Period. I don't care if it's verbal. I don't care if mm -hmm. it's physical. There's no, there's a disconnect there. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that, again, this hypothetical relationship probably wasn't motivated on the grounds of what the Lord wants for us. Right. But again, there are so many different nuances Approaches. and layers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That relationship we're talking about is made up. It's fictitious. Mm -hmm. So we don't know what other elements there are. Next question. We've got, oh, this person asked a lot of good ones. Ooh, a lot of really good ones. Why do you think the Bible slash church only focuses on the soul 
But what about the mind? That's a deep one. Uh, okay. How do I approach this? This is a good one. Uh, the Bible is a text, is a historical text, a poem book. It's a liter. It's like, I mean, I don't view it as, a, as literature, but some people view it as literature. It's beyond that. But it's a book. It's it a blueprint, right? It's a blueprint to spiritual redemption. So the book in and of itself is inherently spiritual mm -hmm. and it's meant to create a roadmap for you to mature and develop as a God-fearing person, okay. as a Christian, as a believer. That's your blueprint. That's your school. If you want the Holy Spirit to possess your body, how are you going to learn how to navigate it if not through the text? Uh, now you're saying, but what about the mind? I think it's all tethered together. That's why we... We worship, you know, we believe in the Holy Trinity and we believe in God in three parts. And it's almost, you could kind of even get even deeper, deeper. Oof, the mushrooms from the other day are hit in. <laughs> but it's also like those three forms for me, it's like a solid liquid gas, mind, body, spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that this, that idea is... Uh, the 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 skeleton of what a relationship with God is, like where, and isn't um, the soul and the brain how do they say mind it? the mind connected anyways? Like, don't you? I don't know which one pulls. Like, I don't know if it's your soul that brings your mind to towards your spirituality, or if it's your mind that pulls your soul into your spirituality. But like, aren't they hand in hand together anyway? Uh, hand in hand, yes, connected with physical as well. Like the, the, the Bible talks a lot about rest and resting and taking a holy rest day, the Sabbath. You and know? you keep that's, talking. That's for your body. Yeah. If your body is, if your meat body, flesh body is not in a restful, healthy state, everything else is affected. Same with your spirit. If you find that there's a hyper focus on the spirit, Makes total sense. I understand why you would think that because it's a spiritual redemption book. Right. It's, you, you can't, the only way to ha acquire a relationship with the Lord in my, from at least from my understanding and from what I've been taught, it like starts with the spirit. That These are things of the spirit. Yeah, but again, your, your, your mind has to go there for your spirit to go there. Your mind like, has to be relaxed. And like you say, you have to pray, right? You have to voluntarily go and pray. Like that's part of the mind for your spirit to be with it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it makes sense. No, what you're saying is making sense. It just goes hand in hand to me. I have a controversial question. Why when magic mushrooms or psilocybin mushrooms uh, save lives and bring people back to the light, are mushrooms or any plant medicine shunned by the church? when it was created by God? I think I have the answer. What, Clara? Well, from my understanding, one thing is religion, one thing is church, right? Like it's two separate entities. And I think church had a huge goal on blocking anything that let the, the brain Consciousness wander. Consciousness expand. Yeah, expander or, or explore, yeah. 
expand, explore, and wonder and and freedom. That's why like the church also banned art for the longest and and mm. singing or certain things like are banned from the church or are bad unless you do it only singing about God or only because you know it creates emotions and that if used misused can distance you from your religion, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. Um I'm a and I'm a an advocate and my history would show that I'm a supporter of alternative medicines, you know, psychedelic medicine. Mm-hmm. That is not I am not saying put on a tie-dye shirt, don't wash your hair for 10 days and take acid every day or eat a handful of mushrooms every day. Again, I don't you can you can attain the beneficial medicinal properties of the mushroom without becoming intoxicated by it. Okay. Right? Like um and not for nothing, but microdosing mushrooms for a year did way more than the last year of me dealing with big pharma, pharmaceutical oh, medicines. I believe that 100%. Oh, can I say this? If anything, I think this last year of me like experiment, well, experimenting, they were they were peer reviewed and doctors had their eyes on me, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I actually did more damage this year by like, you know, bopping around and I'm like surprised. coming off of things. Like I'm still kind of, I'm off all of medicines now. I am strictly Holy Spirit right now. And even then I'm, it's not the way it was when I was just microdosing mushrooms. I'm not surprised. Like we all know big pharma's goal is not to cure, but to make money. You know, it's a business. So why? And everybody, you know, everybody's heard that before, but why would they cure you and lose a client? You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if anything, I wish there were more education surrounding psilocybin mushrooms as a treatment for different mental health ailments, challenges like it, there needs to be more. I remember high tangy, not high tangy, but the first time I had ever gone on an antidepressant, mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't letting me sleep. And I struggle with sleep anyways. Mm-hmm. But I was going to sleep at like 6 a.m., waking up at like 2 a.m. for classes, wow. 3 a.m., um, waking up two hours later yeah, for classes. Yeah. And I remember I went to my psych and I said, hey, I can't, I can't sleep now. Like, what is, do I have to go on a lesser dosage? Like, mm-hmm. that's me talking to him. He immediately goes, oh, I'll just write you a script for sleeping medicine. So I could be on this and that. Mm-hmm. That was the last time I ever went to him. Mm-hmm. And I was so young at this time. I'm so happy that I had that level of awareness to be like, this is not okay. Yeah. Like, and I feel like doctors also, like, sometimes they lose sight. Because I feel like in Spain, it's not like this. In Spain, we have uh, social security. It's all free. Like, we pay on our taxes, but you don't have to, like, really pay, like, here, right? You like, guys so, have free health care? Yeah. <gasps> so doctors technically don't make money, like, here. They make money off this brand or that brand, right? And they still do the same shit. I feel like the way, maybe it's the way medical school is, it's, it trains them just to think on tunnel vision and just like fix this problem. Mm. You're not hearing. Like, why is this, if you eradicate the, the source, the problem is going to go away. But they just like patching whatever, oh, you can't sleep now? Let's give you medicine for sleep. Oh, now medicine for sleep is giving you a stomachache? Let's give you medicine for stomachache. Now this is giving you, I don't know, whatever. No. Try to figure out why I can't sleep in the first place, and then everything is gonna go away. Oh my Ugh. goodness, I, I see. Yet yeah, you're, I, I have such an issue with it, especially after this year. But <laughs> I always hear stories of 
Christians that in my TikTok, especially previous TikToks, I've seen people in the comments when I talk about anxiety or whatever have you. Oh, I don't want to become a mental health podcast, but uh, they'll say, if you have a true relationship with the Lord, the Lord will take all of those things away from you. And it's like, thanks. Th thanks for illuminating me with this very helpful information, Fred. Thank you. Also, Fred, just so you know, there is a chemical imbalance in my brain that it's something physical from this world that I need something to balance it out. And yeah. It's like so, and it's so, it's so, that, I'm offended. That's a, so offensive, you know? Like there are so many different Christians that have mental health issues. But I would say this comes from ignorance. Because someone who has not suffered from um, depression or bipolarism or like any mental issue, mental illness per se. Um, right, I felt bad saying mental health issues. I'm like, can we say that? Mental health challenges. Mental health issues, okay? Uh, enough. Anyone who has not suffered from it, it's hard for them to sympathize. So the closer that they have to understand what it is, is a bad day or a bad season of their life or whatever. And just like you say, now that you've been falling off, then they try to get back on track and that helps them. So it's like, oh, when I feel sad, I pray more and that solves it for me. So you should just pray more. Mm. But we're not on the same starting page. You know what I mean? Like people with mental health issues, they have, well, not every single um, mental health thing, condition, cause, thing. condition, whatever. Yeah. But like what I'm thinking right now, which is your chronic depression or like mm -hmm. suicidal thoughts or um, the bipolar, this is literally imbalance on the chemicals on your brain. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's physical. It's like when you slice your skin mm -hmm. open and your arm hurts, it's not like, oh, just think about your toes and it's going to stop hurting. No, like my arm is split in two. It, it, like it's going to hurt regardless, yeah. you know? Next question. Okay. I've been in a six-year relationship and my partner recently put a password on his phone. I usually had his password, but he changed it. He won't let me go through his phone. Always on his phone and refuses to let me know the password. It's making me sad. What should I do? We already know what's going on. <laughs> Babe. Babe, let me tell you something. What, Clara? Your husband talking to someone else, clearly. Okay, hold on. No, 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 no. Hold on. Why are we jumping? Why are we jumping? Hold on. Uh, give me another reason for a six-year relationship where you both share everything for things to change now. Now he's dedicating more time to his phone and... Where before he didn't have a problem with you having his password, now he does. Clearly, there's something that he's hiding in this phone. And the matter, the time, the fact that he's putting more time onto it sounds like, you know, girl, it doesn't look good. It's been six years though. Six years is a long time, and that's another factor. Might be bored. Might be. You know, oh, the flame is sure. Sapago. Yeah, we got to turn that flame back so. on. You know, like first things first, bring it up. Yep. Bring it up. It's going to be uncomfortable. If he starts gaslighting you, don't react. 
You know, this whole thing is to understand. Oh, listen, if he starts gaslighting you, he's already telling you something. For sure. The answer's already there. Exactly. Approach him with a love, uh, and your angle should be like, let me understand. Trust me. Trust me. In a very relaxed manner, if you can help it, bring it up and have your angle be of an understanding. We've been together for X amount. Play it back for six years. I had your password. You have mine. But you've changed your password out of nowhere, and you're always on your phone. Help me understand. See, that's your approach. <laughs> okay, what's your approach, Clara? My approach would be different. My approach would be, we've been together for six years. You never had a problem with us sharing passwords. Now you've suddenly changed it. Um, you're more on your phone than you were before. Can you see how this can make me think you got something going on? Also, this is hurting me. Do, can you understand how this can hurt me? Because it clearly seems like you have something going on and like, just express your feelings. Because obviously, if he's your husband or if he still wants something with this relationship, you know, like he cares about your feelings, right? So that's another way of, I mean, if he doesn't care, then mm -mm, move on, honey, because... The toxic Brianda, this is the toxic answer. Oh, shit. The toxic Brianda answer is to, like, not say anything at all and get in that phone, girl. <laughs> shit. By whatever means necessary. You got that face ID, girl? You hear him snoring? <laughs> no, don't do that. I'm just, I, what I, was, I was just saying, if, but this is like pre-Christian. Don't do that because one, <laughs> you're going to see something you're not going to like and then you're going to be upset, but upset at what? Because you weren't looking for this, okay? Two, it's just going to confirm what you already think, but it's not solving the situation at all. If you already thought that <laughs> and you cannot have the trust to talk to your okay. six-year okay. husband about how you feel, about how this is ha harming the relationship, You got bigger fish to fry here, baby. Just yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. Good luck. Wait, but please let. Can you? Can you? And pray on it. Pray and pray on it. Definitely pray on it. Oh my goodness, I would be praying every second. I would be praying to get the toxic thoughts out of my brain. Also, one thing that like I've been cheated in the past, and one thing that's helped me um, overcome, um, you know, or heal from it, it's whatever he does only speaks of what type of person he is. Whatever you do only speaks of what type of person you are. Mm. It all comes down to once the information's on the table, it all comes down for you to choose do you want to be with this type of person or not? And do you want to change who you are as a person or not? Like, you, we all have this idea of person that we like, like, would like to be, you know, good or bad. Yeah. Stay true to who you are don't become bad or don't like violate your your morals because of this situation because this like if he's doing wrong he, it only speaks about who he is as a person yeah. don't become that yourself you you're you're gonna find better you know and even if you don't find better at least you're better than him because you're not doing this amen so. amen for sure like I, i'll i'm gonna pray for you for real like yeah. that must be such a sucky feeling and to live under the same roof And to know that someone may be lying to you, oh my gosh, I couldn't even, I don't know oh, I could deal with that. Every second you see him on that phone, oof. Ooh, okay, um, one more, or maybe two more, let's see, let's Isn't see. 
Uh, this person says, looking for a Bible, uh, any advice on which version to get? Okay. I always say this, ESV, the English Standard Version is the best. There's also the New Living Translation, which is which is good, and they translate phrase by phrase, but the English Standard Version translates word for word. So it's like the closest thing to to accurate for the way we can understand, so it doesn't sound Shakespearean. Wait, the original Bible was written in what, Latin? Uh, the original, no, the original Bible was written in Hebrew. Oh. Okay. And then Aramaic, then Greek, and then Latin. Well, it expanded into all these other and languages the, oh. after that. What's Aramaic? Like, I, I've heard of it, but I know Hebrew. Aramaic is this uh, next evolution of Hebrew. It's like a... Aramaic is a Semitic language, a Syrian dialect of which was used as a lingua franca in the Near East from the 6th century BC. It gradually replaced Hebrew as the language of the Jewish people in those areas and was itself supplanted by Arabic in the 7th century AD. So, uh, Syrian. And was it with... Latin that we started having the characters that we currently use in the Greek. alphabet. No, Greek was different. What's alpha, your question? Alpha. The characters, la, la letras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Latin that started off with the, the ones that we currently use now. Oh yeah, like English, Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. French. Yeah, like the the, the Romance Latin. Yeah. yeah. Man, you know what we should do? We is should... this a Bible or a history? Like I know we should. I feel get... like I'm learning so much. Again. You know what we should do? We should get like. We should get like what what's that term called that um um those like it's like a person who's a, a, a professional in languages. Oh, that'd be really cool. Oh, if he's yeah. hot. <laughs> Is there a ring on that finger? <laughs> Welcome to the show, doctor. <laughs> you know. Oh, I've been single for too long. <laughs> But anywho, ESV, the English Standard Version is, I always say, get that one. Just start with that one. Because if you start with other ones, you may be spoon-fed a little bit too much. The accuracy may be a little bit skewed, you know, whereas the English Standard Version is the most accurate. Okay. Cool. Last question for today. Please uh, send in more if you want. DM me or Clara here or here. Questions for our next Bible Babe Q&A. Okay. Next question uh, was a DM. I ignore my friend's messages and feel guilty about it. I want to know what's wrong with me. What's wrong for ignoring or for feeling guilty? Well, hold on. She, uh. It keeps going. Even if I see a message pop up and I'm happy that the person messaged me, I'll tell myself I will reply later and I just keep putting it off. I've lost contact with so many friends because of this. I don't know why I do it. I feel so guilty not replying, but I always feel so overwhelmed at the thought of doing it. I hate feeling lonely, but at the same time, sort of wish everyone would leave me alone. Oh, oh, it, there's like more and I don't wanna read it. Um, what's why? wrong with me? Why can't I just respond and be normal? 
Honey. Honestly, I don't think you're abnormal. I think I do that all the time. I just don't feel guilty about it. <gasps> now you're making me question if I have a problem. Yes, Claire. We should not be doing that to our friends. Oh, okay. Well, listen, hold on, hold on. Well, hi, Tangie off this. We're going to get to this answer. This is a great, this is a great topic because we now live in a time where texting is the new mode of communication and we all feel sort of in a way, it's like a norm to feel entitled to a certain person's time. Like when we work nine to five, our mm -hmm. coworkers are entitled to our time between those windows, Monday to Friday, right? Mm -hmm. Our friends, it's like 24 seven all mm -hmm. the time, right? If you're with, if you're friends with people where the boundaries that, the rules of the friendships are, I want you to respond to me within the end of the day or something. I think that's very... That's fair. Self, no, that's not fair. What do you mean that's not fair? Why does a, why does a stranger have to dictate your life? Like, no, I, I, and I'll text you back this when I can stranger. text you back. We're talking about friends. I don't care. You're, 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 a, you're not me. Why do you have to make decisions on my life? Okay, no, no, no. I think we're, well, I'm, I'm not making myself clear. There, for example, me and my roommate Val, yeah. like, or my other friends, mm -hmm. we don't, we're all very lax with messages. We all understand that we go through ish. We also are all okay with canceling of plans last minute. Exactly. That's the friend group that I've cultivated. They're friendly with me. I'm friendly with them. We respect it because we all understand. We just get each other. Right. We all, I also have like my own mental health stuff. And I know some of my friends go through their, their things where sometimes last minute cancellations will happen depending on what kind of day they're having. Mm -hmm. We know that those are boundaries that we've established on the rule book of our friendships. However, I have a couple friends, two in particular, that mean the world to me where those rules don't fly with them. They don't, they, if, if we make plans, they would like to see them through. If they, message me or whatever, and I don't respond within a day or at least the next day, it, it hurts them. Like it, it makes them feel like they're, they just don't like it. And they've expressed it to me before. And because they well, matter to they me so much, to work on things. well, here's the thing. No, hold on. I think that relationships are, can be, uh, um, uh, a compromise too. Sometimes like I'm not married to that. It, it doesn't make me proud to to be someone that's flaky or someone that is negligent of messages. That doesn't bring me pride per se. Uh, but with him, my relationship with him is so important that I will make an, uh, an, an effort with him. Who's he's means the world to me, you know? Um, that being said, he also knows that I'm a space cadet. He also knows that I'm the quita como yo soy pasota también sometimes with that. Like I'm sometimes a little too loosey goosey with plans. So he understands that too. Um, back to this question though, Clara, what do you think about it? Like, well, first of all, I don't think there's anything wrong with him or her. I think that we all do that. The only part that concerns me a little bit is the fact that you, and it sucks because I can sympathize so much with it. When you, when, when he or she said that someone wants, you know, the, 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 not attention, but like people caring or like reaching out, but at the same time, you just want to be left alone. I've felt that before and it's, it's shitty because it's like, make up your mind, like which one you want. Yeah. But what concerns me more is the fact that it's bothering you so much that you're asking for help about it. You know, like there is nothing wrong with you. And if anything, 
if you feel like that's something that you could improve, maybe that it's not the ideal that you would want, there's something for you to work on if you want to, but like, don't see it as there's something wrong with you. I don't think there's anything wrong with you at all. If anything, if you receive a message and for whatever reason, you don't feel like answering, first of all, we all have a life. So to me, for someone to text you and expect an immediate response right after, uh, we all have a life going on and your priority has to be your life, okay? So if someone has a problem with you not responding within 10 minutes, one hour, three hours, or by the end of the day, that's their problem and that's their issues that they have to solve because they feel a way when they don't have immediate response and you should not be responsible for that. Now, if you feel like you would like to be a person that is more attentive to your texts and your messages or whatever. It seems like that's what it is. Yeah, but that's, that, it, that doesn't mean that it's something wrong with you. It's just something like, oh, I would like to eat healthier. Okay, it, there's nothing wrong with me because I'm not eating 100% healthy. I just, it's something for me to improve and now let's just make an effort to try and do it. And I said, I, I heard that here she said that they struggled on, on doing this, but my advice, if truly something that you want to improve, is like every time you try to postpone it, like take it as a task at the beginning. Like what I see is a change of habits here. You have to change a habit. You have to make it uncomfortable at the beginning, make mm -hmm. it like a chore or make it like a task. Every time you get a message and you think, oh, I'll respond, do it right now as if it was a chore or a task. Can, can I say something? Yeah, please. One thing that made me feel less guilty about being that flaky person is having it all out there. Like, if I, like, get to the root of why you're feeling guilty, right? If the reason why you're feeling guilty is because you don't feel worthy of attention or people reaching mm. out, that's a much bigger issue. Mm. You know, what's going on there? It, like now, that, if yeah. the guilt is being rooted in, you feeling like a negligent friend, that's controllable. Yeah. That's something that you can change. I agree. But if it's, if it's, it could also be a little deeper than that. And I think that it's worth examining. And I don't know if you really, I feel like it was going more that direction. Like you're also, If, if you're, you're someone that goes to therapy, that's something I would bring up with my therapist because they would probably help you find the root of most importantly, why you feel like this is a problem or why you feel guilty or why you feel, why is making you feel bad about yourself? Yeah. Everyone has skipped a text message. It's not like we do. I do. Well, it, it seems like she's uh, ignoring everyone in her mama. Do <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It seems like she's like, are you, are you intentionally trying to isolate yourself? You know, are you in a season of life? Like there could be other, other things. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I certainly have been there where I've been intentionally reclusive mm -hmm. and it was just because I was depressed as shit. Also, that could be it too. Like when you're depressed and where you're like feeling more down, as much as you appreciate people reaching out and you, of course it makes you happy to see that people think about you, you just don't have the energy to deliver back. So it's yeah. like, oh. Yeah. And I've had this feeling where even people that I care about deeply, they will text me and I see the text message and it's like, yeah just, oh i just can't right now and then you just don't or you'll get to it when you do um but also i think there's nothing wrong with it like the moment you do actually go and respond to the text message say it hey i saw your message i thought about responding but se me pasó. like that's I don't good know, advice like life got in the way yeah and 
or maybe I'm not going through the best side. When I saw your message, I just was a little down, didn't feel like talking, but I'm feeling better now and I would love to hang out or I would love to talk or whatever, you know? Yeah. There was um there was this tweet that I ran by and I wish I, I saved it or bookmarked it, but it was so beautiful. And it was about a girl talking, uh, saying that her friend had canceled their picnic or something mm -hmm. and it was last minute. Mm -hmm. And the friend, maybe they have, remember the, the arrangement the mm -hmm. rules of the friendship that they've acquired, that they've built, mm -hmm. they probably look, they look like they have too. So the friend said, are you canceling because of uh, uh, personal mental health uh, reasons mm -hmm. or are you canceling because of something else? Like, can I have, why? Mm -hmm. And she said, yeah, I just literally, I haven't showered in two days and I haven't even been able to like, and all I want, I haven't even been able to get out of bed and all I want to do is cry. Mm -hmm. And the friend said, let's not do the picnic, let's do something else, come hedionda, come like smelly, come whatever, mm -hmm. cry with me if you want. Mm -hmm. If you still say no, I respect it. But like the friend like was, had a certain level of vigor when it came to, mm -hmm. to the plans, not even to hang out, but just to like check in on her friend, yeah. you know? So if you have a friend that's ignoring you constantly, they may be an asshole, you know? Let's also say that they may be like someone who's just like a negligent, but maybe they're going through something and, have some grace like and also maybe they're not that much of your friend and i'm talking by experience mm. and i was the bad guy here i've had friendships in the past where i feel like the other person felt like they were my friend more than we actually were and i didn't want to hurt their feelings by telling them we're actually not that close or i don't feel like hanging out with you because yeah. you're not my friend like that so the easy solution for me would be to ignore the text messages you know and i'm sure i've heard people in the past doing that and i I'm sorry, but at the same time, you had to see it somehow. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I've had girls where we hang out literally like three times and they're out and we haven't spoken in eight years. And then we, for whatever reason, we reconnect. And she's like, oh my God, we've been friends for 10 years. Yeah, eight of those 10 years, we didn't talk. And I also, can... before that, we hang out for three times. So she's like, okay, my best friend. I'm like, no, I'm not your what best can, friend. What is that? Why do people, like, there are some people that do that. Yeah, like Very I am strange. not your best friend. I do not want to share my birthday with you next week because I have a partner that I'd rather spend my day with. Like, yeah. no. And, oh my God, you're going here. Let me, let's go on holidays together. Like, no, I don't want to go on holidays with you. I'm not friends with you like that. But then I guess... I was a coward because I wasn't, you know, being upfront about how I felt about the relationship or whatever. So I choose ignoring, you know, mm, the messages or ghosting. Actually, yeah, I was ghosting her for the longest until I think she got tired of me because her dad passed away not long ago and I sent a, mm. you know, un un sorry message or whatever. She never, I think she's, she's, she's had it with me, which she's also granted, just lost the dad. You know? No, no. And regardless, like, I didn't treat her well, so she has the complete right to, you know, like, not want anything to be with. Like, I wouldn't mm -hmm. want a friend like I was to her, so, but. You know what I, people that, uh, this is a high tangent off that message, uh, which I hope we gave our adequate thoughts on. <laughs> I'm like, are, are we good at this? Do people want our advice? Like, I don't know. But uh, when I've had women, it's predominantly been women mm -hmm. and one man who have like overestimated our friendship, like the the, mm. the closeness of our friendship. Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
How, what, what are your motivations? Because or how lonely are you? Is this the closest that you have to a friendship? Like you never had a deep, true friendship yeah. before? Yeah. Like what are your, what do your friendships look like? Yeah. And what would make you assume or jump to that conclusion that what we have, which is very uh, acquaintance level, borderline colleague level, you know, it's very, like, we're not close. Where is this, where is this level of closeness coming from? It's very strange. And I always want to know what their, are there ulterior motives? Like, what, I don't have to take advantage of something. Yeah. Like, what, I don't have anything for you to take. Like, it's very strange. That's, you know, I've had this thought before. And you know how I always try to, um, I like to try to change perspective. Like when I feel like I'm caught in a position, I'd like to like look for another perspective to see if I would change my mind about things. And one of the things that made, the, the, I, one of the conclusions that I came to was, see how we all, for example, we not, we need different things to fall in love with a person, right? Like some people fall in love easier than other people, right? Like some people are more demanding, like you need to show me more or I need to trust you more. And some people are just like, just trust out of nowhere and just fall in love with people like that. So I feel like with friendship, is it really, are they really on the wrong or they just don't need as much to feel that connection mm -hmm. with somebody else as a friend? Because I also had girls here, like I met girls here in New York where we hang out two times and you're all up in my phone. Hey boo, I miss you. Mm. And I'm like, I don't miss you. But mm. that doesn't mean that you're in the wrong. Maybe you just click faster. You know, I don't know. Uh, how they click and what are you revealing? Like what are energy. Sometimes you, you and I click very fast, but it maybe wasn't. So we were, lucky enough where it was equal like yeah whatever i feel for you you feel for me at the same time yeah maybe whatever imagine if it wasn't like that imagine if i wasn't that interested or i didn't feel like a click with you but you still felt the exact same way about me i wouldn't you don't know maybe you can't maybe these people they, they can't no, read us no much. i think that that's what i'm saying i don't understand maybe this is a topic for another episode because Y'all let me know in the comments. I just don't see how you, we're humans. We have evolved to be who we are by reading energy. No, the, I can read energy. No, 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 hold on. The, we don't, we're, we're not like feral humans. We're not like uh, uh, R-wording women whenever we want. You know, there are mm -hmm. things that we've established because of this cognitive, like we now know we, we just read that, you know? You're a very cautious person. Like, you don't, if, if, especially when it comes to men. Oh, and I've changed a lot. Oh, yeah? Ooh. You've softened up a bit? Ooh, you guys, high tangy, right not high tangy. Clara does not take any kind of, if a man has even a, an ounce, a drop of suspicion, Clara automatically goes on, boom, short. One word answers, doesn't even look at you. Mm -hmm. It's, you're very cautious. I, I yeah. It's not really cautious, but like, oh, and, and I've changed a lot Damn. since okay. I've been on this relationship with okay. my current partner. Yeah. It used to be even worse. I actually, one of the things that fascinated about, fascinated me about my current partner is how did he manage to break through all the walls without me realizing? Because I put up walls, right? And that applied not only to men, but to friends, to women, like to everyone. I just put up walls. And one of the things that blew my mind with, with him was 
one day I just realized like, hey, 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 how did you get here? Without me realizing that you were breaking through all these walls. Mm. That's what, and thankfully it came as a positive to me because it could have been a negative and like, whoa, you know, which had happened in the past. Like the moment I felt like one of the walls were maybe tangling or someone was like kind of like trespassing a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, no, 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 cutting off, cutting off. Mm -hmm. So... Anywho, I don't know, man. man, I'm just happy that I, I mean, I like my little friend group. My friends are very small, but they're very, very strong. Like I can tell them anything, anything and everything. There's not one thing that they, I think I tell them too much, you know, like, I think I tell them too much. Maybe that'll change when I get in a relationship probably, but like, I'm, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know where, I don't know where we're going with this, but I'm happy that. Wait, what was the question again? I don't even remember. <laughs> Those are so many high tangents. Uh, oh, I ignore my friend's messages. Even oh, yeah. No. You, uh, bottom line, you do not, there's nothing wrong with you, babe. There is nothing wrong with you. Or maybe there's a little bit wrong with you, and that's okay. There's a little bit wrong with all of us. Oh, gosh. Again, my sister. Jeez Louise. Oh, yeah. Speaking of ignoring messages, of family love. Ignoring my sister. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, let me hold on. Omar, I'm recording. Um, okay. <laughs> hey, Omar, say something on the mic about me. Nice makeup. <laughs> okay. Your makeup does look nice, though. That's that's Clara. Hi. <laughs> Hi, babes. It's my sister. Okay. I love you so much. I'll call you later. Oh, I'm going out with um, uh, six foot seven man Ten tonight. Wait, but later, later. What? Yeah, I told her about the the thing. Yeah. Welp, guys, that about does it for our fourth installment of the Bible Babe Q&A. Thank you all uh, who submitted questions and asked for advice. Thank you so much. These episodes are really helpful for days when we, you know, just want to hang out and, um, I don't know, diversify the portfolio, if you will. Thanks, guys. We love you. Join the Patreon for our new experimental podcast mm -hmm. um, where we talk about... Uh, a guy and his eggplants. Um, the only people who are on the Patreon will know what that means. Patreon.com forward slash Bible Brianda. Subscribe, like, share if you wanna. And yeah, we'll catch you next week with a story. Mm -hmm.